I guarantee if <clears throat> you shaved and then for the hell of it, we went to the aquarium, they'd be like, and how old are you, little guy? <laughs> I just I couldn't talk. Just 26, go, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at me all. I'm like, he gets it from his mom. <laughs> I'm 27. Are just, you really? Yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. You dumb motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Don't even know your co-host. I forgot what I what I was like. What what are we co-hosts? <laughs> I should have known because I said your birthday in the other episode. Why did I say your day? I said the year. So I should have been able to figure that out. Yeah, do math. <sighs> It's not September yet, so 27. Good job. Proud of you. Learned it from the Satanic Bible. <laughs> Anton Sandor? Sandor? LaVey? I don't know. Let's read a passage, shall we? <clears throat> you know what? Here. You just tell me when to stop flipping pages. Stop. Okay. Um, which page? Right. Like you're right. Yep. Okay. Uh, and we're at down the page. You can say halfway down, three quarters, wherever. Three quarters. Three quarters. Okay. This one looks good. The psychic vampire is allowed <laughs> to exist because he cleverly chooses conscious, conscientious, sure, <laughs> responsible people for his victims, people with great dedication to their moral obligations. I mean, the the whole concept of psychic vampires, I I totally get. There you go. I I definitely know some people that are mentally and physically draining, and that's essentially what psychic vampires are. I love that. That's essentially what they are. I could just, I'm going to use that from now on. If someone goes, oh my God, you are so physically draining, I'd be like, you call me a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> well, have you seen, have you seen Dr. Sleep? No, I haven't yet. Okay. I mean, kind of, that's basically what the uh, villain in that movie is. A vampire? Psychic vampire. What the fuck? In a way. (sighs) It's your birthday, and we (laughs) want you to have fun. It's your birthday, so let's party, everyone. It's your birthday. (laughs) I immediately started clapping and just fucking forgot everything else. (laughs) One uh, track mine. So yeah, is that song ingrained in your head now? I've been singing it all day. I literally... So I recently watched that and the Loki series, and today at work, I had my earbuds in, and I listened to the entire Loki like original soundtrack Oh yeah, and Willy's Wonderland as well. <laughs> um, and I'm like halfway through my day, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, why? Why do I give a shit this much? I've just been listening to Bo Burnham's special. Nah, I don't oh, my God. I, the, not me. The songs for that are fucking so catchy. Oh, I bet they are. But uh, yeah, hi, welcome everybody to our discussion episode for the Dissector's Cut podcast. <laughs> and uh, if you couldn't guess from Matt's humming, today we are talking about Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> cool, we did it. I fucking love this movie. We're pretty good on that. <laughs> this movie, dude. It's so I... fucking off the wall stupid, but so fun. Yeah, that's, that's literally it. I had such a fun time watching this movie. Do you think Nick Nicholas Cage had a fun time playing his part? Uh, he's the one who helped get this movie made, so yeah, I yeah, think he's so. Pro- he's producer, right? Or, yeah. or part producer? Really? Is that a term you use? Mm-hmm. You film guys use? Yep. <laughs> um, no, this movie, I was, I was expecting it to be better than it was. Perhaps better, like dialogue or acting wise, but 
by the end of it, I'm glad it wasn't because it was meant to be not taken seriously as we discussed before the recording. It was meant to be somewhat bad and it's, it's a very fun, bad movie. It's such an ode to like the <clears throat> 80s slapstick style films like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Like that's it's one of the films that I see it kind of like um, compared to just in like feel and just the humor behind it. Do you think Five Nights at Freddy's had any inspiration on this at all? Uh, probably so. Pro- a little, little bit. Probably a little bit. Or just Chuck E. Cheese in general, because all animatronics are scary as fuck. They are. And I honestly did not... The route this movie took when it uh, went to the background of it and displayed some of the mythology around the mythos, I was not expecting any of it. I really, yeah. I really thought it was just going to be... Killer perhaps, animatronics? Perhaps just... They don't know where they're from, or maybe it's actually just people in suits or something like that. Yeah. I didn't think, uh, spoilers, it was going to be a Chuck E. Cheese-like establishment run by serial killers who, when the police were involved and decided to come and raid them and take them out, they com- all committed suicide via satanic ritual, and their souls went into the nearest human-like form. Yeah, they basically did the uh, curse that uh fuck i can't remember the guy's name but like child's play like the original child's play like yeah the, exactly the serial killer from that at the very beginning brad dorf's character and when he like gets shot by the police as he's dying he like transfers his soul into like the chucky doll yeah that's exactly what it is but this is just multiple serial killers and god i love this like new renaissance uh renaissance of nick cage being nick cage in films just like he's like finally found like this like niche in like horror films between like this color out of space, uh, Mandy. Like I fuck, I love it. I heard he lost a lot of money and has to do some of these kind of poor so movies, but I I don't know anything about that. I have no idea. I don't think that's the case. I think that's just a rumor that's going around. Because I mean, it, from all I know, he still has good money, and I just know he loves horror films. I mean, I do know he loves horror films. And like this movie, so um. Yeah, this is definitely going to be full fill, filled with spoilers. So if you haven't seen the film, go fucking watch it. It's streaming on Hulu. Hulu. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say I was wondering where you, if it that's where it was. But yeah, it's streaming on Hulu. So definitely go watch it and turn this off and come back after you watch it because we're going to be spoiling it. Yes, we are. Um, but no, like I love the fact that he plays a silent protagonist. That has been a role that he's claimed that he has wanted to play because he's a big fan of like silent films. Okay. And he's always talked about wanting to do like a silent protagonist. So I'm happy he finally got to do it. Such an odd movie to take that that note in, but right. it was pretty good. Um, so I was reading a uh, interview with the writer, and he was talking about like when he wrote the script for this. He in his head he thought he's like if I ha- if I get this movie done, he's like it's pretty much gonna only be me because he's like I don't think this movie's gonna get financed or whatever so like he wrote a character that didn't have a ton of dialogue because he thought it would just be like him having to do everything mm-hmm. but okay um and then it just kind of worked out but I was also reading like what the director so the way that this movie got made is actually really interesting um are you aware of the blacklist at all online? The black, no, I don't think so. So the blacklist is like a, something that screenwriters, like a web, I think it's like a website or like a forum, something like that. It's uh, pretty much screenwriters like upload um, screenplays that they write and stuff like that. And okay. like, that's how a lot of films get found by studios and stuff like that. But there is a horror version called the bloodlist. 
So this script had been like kind of floating around on there for a while. And like Nick Cage found it at one point and read it and really enjoyed it. And I think it was like his agent found it and was reading it. And um, when they finally got around to finally starting to make it, I think it like they because they wanted to get somebody of like note. Sure. And they approach like they approached Nick Cage's agent and stuff like that. And Nick Cage like loved this script and he really wanted it. And he ended up being like one of the main like supporters, like what got this film made. Cause like when they were going through uh different like studios to try to like pitch this idea, mm-hmm. people were like arguing it like, well, this is kind of dumb. Why would he, you know, get attacked and go back back to planning and stuff like this? And Nick Cage would go on and just like keep defending it and keep defending it. And pretty much if it wasn't for Nick Cage, mm. this movie wouldn't have got made. Well, hell yeah. Go Nick Cage. I know, um, I think it, it was supposed to be called like Wally's Wonderland. Yeah. Well, that was like, uh, the director had filmed like, a, or I think there was like a, uh, short film version that got made a few years back, but they had to change it due to like copyright. National Lampoon's Wally World probably. Yeah. yeah. No, I, this movie, so there's this really interesting theory, and I'm, honestly, it's just a theory, and like you were describing that Cage knew his role in it and what he was supposed to do, and he just wanted to play a silent character, but some people had brought this one theory up that it is pretty fun to think about, um, but I don't think it really has any merit to it. So since there are serial killers, and they performed a satanic ritual, and then they are animatronics that they own were possessed by themselves. Um, obviously there's like magic kind of shit going on in this world. Yeah. You know, some sort of mysticism mm-hmm. and whatnot. People thought, what if Nicholas Cage's character is actually some sort of like ultimate sort of divine kind of mystical <laughs> badass coming here? Maybe not necessarily to kill these animatronics, but that's why he never flinches he just doesn't care and of course they're trying to attack him and he yeah. knows they're bad and they're like maybe he's not of this realm because like his car he just drives the fucking shit out of it because it's fun the pop he just drinks the shit out of it because it's fun yeah that fucking he, i want to know what's in that soda so do i <laughs> but it's it's like cleaning like he just does that to the he does everything like to the extreme no matter what it is and they're like well you know Maybe he's not from this realm too, because like he doesn't speak English, doesn't speak the language. That's why he never speaks throughout the whole movie. And he's like, again, he's just some divine being that was put here to kill those things. I'm like, that's a fucking wild theory, but that's, it is. That's but fun. I, but I do like it. It's I, the fun one. That's fun I, to think about. I just there's so much about this movie that like I love. Like I love that like no matter what happens, as soon as it's break time, he's like, all right, well, I'll see ya. The fucking scene where like he just hands the girl the fucking switchblade. Like, all right, here you go. I'll be back against uh. <laughs> The, the big penis one? No, like the chameleon. Cammy, I think her name was. Yeah. yeah, that looked like a penis. That was a fucking penis. Sure. I want to go to a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that one kid that is like always attracted towards the damsel in distress. You know, he's attracted <laughs> to the girl. Well, like, that's the thing I love. Like, it's always like, there's so many like uh, horror cliches that are in this film. Like, each oh character kind God. of represents one, but it works. And they're done so poorly on purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's... Yeah, sure. Yeah, if anyone wants to watch Nicolas Cage just be completely silent and just destroy animatronics like it's everyday life, <laughs> I, please I, check out this movie. I love how each time he kills one, it just seems like he just gets more and more, like, the oil and, like, the animatronic blood on him. Then he changes shirts. <laughs> <laughs> then it happens again oh. and again and again. 
God. I will I, say I was watching the uh, behind the scenes film or behind the scenes. With, there wasn't a ton, but they did show a little bit of how like they made the animatronics. And as a costume builder and prop maker myself, they did foam fabrication for all of them. So that was really cool. So like they made it how like I would go about making stuff. And then they put yeah. like the fake fur on top of it. Well, I'm like, that's awesome. That is awesome. And then like, cause they like, they were all done really well. And they were like, cause they obviously had to make two different versions for like, they had like the pristine versions for like the flashback scenes. And then obviously this like where Nick Cage's characters in set like years past. So like they had to like make them look all deteriorated and shit. And of course you had a fucking creepy one that had a human body. Siren Sarah. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Who somehow creepy. did not die. Creepy fucking thing. And Molotov cocktailed the car, basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> and no Tex McAdoo. He died. Oh, my God. <laughs> Doug Dibidome. <laughs> <laughs> With this fake-ass mustache. Oh, yeah. That thing looked <laughs> horrible. But yeah, Siren Sarah is definitely the creepiest when she's, like, crawling up the Honestly, walls. Honestly, I thought... The creepiest one was probably, I can't remember the name of it, but like Osti the Ostrich. Oh, yeah. I thought that one was the creepiest one. There's like, what, seven, I think? There's eight. an alligator. Eight? I think, there's, yeah. a, there's an alligator. There's an ostrich. The Nighty Night, which is just a, some night. Yeah. There's the weasel, Willie. Uh, yeah, Siren Sarah, the chameleon. Uh, did I say the alligator? Can't even remember. No. You, no the, you, there's the Spanish duck. And then there's the, uh, the gorilla. Gus. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I'm at nine now. I think that's wrong. I don't know. There's a lot. Yeah, I think you miscounted one. But uh, they, they, those fit perfectly for sure. I don't know. Siren Sarah was kind of, kind of freaky as fuck to me. But uh, it was definitely like a weird mash. But apparently, uh, it was Nick who came up with some of those characters because, like, he's a big fan of like reptiles and like dinosaurs and stuff like that. So, like, he was like apparently on set. Like, apparently, he was like fully involved and like always on set. Like, even when scenes like he wasn't like on screen for he would always be there kind of like right next to the cameras but he was just like you know we should make a turtle we should make like a chameleon and stuff oh, like that well that's pretty cool um i think yeah. my favorite was gus the gorilla oh that one just seems to click the most to me oh, as yeah. an animatronic well, and see like that, even that though was he curb the... stomped it into a urinal <laughs> we were supposed to be friends <laughs> and then the spanish duck just got his balls bashed in plenty of times and for some reason the girl didn't live did not kill it and there's some thought about that too her name live because she lived through it all I'm like, stop. Just stop. <laughs> but yeah, so there's eight animatronics. You have Willy Weasel, Siren Sarah, Cami Chameleon, Ozzy Ostrich, Tito Turtle, Gus Gorilla, Artie Alligator, and Nighty Night. Oh, it's Tito Turtle, not Tito the Spanish Duck. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I swear, I watched the movie. This was the right movie. But yeah, I love how like um, the turtle just kind of shows up just attacks the cop car and he's just like i'm free like at the end he's just like doing his own thing and yeah i don't i don't know how right the over. fuck he killed that officer but he somehow did and then she just bashed him to nuts and left them there alive i don't know why she didn't kill him but I, left him there alive I, I don't know to go back for nick or who, whatever his name was could have been michael the archangel for all i know uh in the script he's literally just called the janitor I mean, that's what the song is on the original soundtrack I listened to today. It's just yep. The Janitor. I mean, if you're going to play a no-talking protagonist, may as well not have a name. And you had the tow truck driver that was just chewing on a fucking... Cigar the whole time? The same cigar, probably? I don't think... It wasn't a cigar. It was like a uh, meat log thing. Um, oh, like a like beef jerky kind of I deal? I think so, yeah. Slim Jim? 
Something like that, but like yeah. Like mega, super duper, ultra slim Jim. Because I thought it was a cigar until I watched it a second time, and then I realized that oh, like- I watched it more than once. He like bites it. I actually watched it oh, um, before it came. Seven times? Uh, yesterday before it came. Shit. I, I wanted to rewatch it. Yeah, it was pretty easy for me to find out the town was in on something when the tow truck driver was talking about, oh, damn kids, yeah, I sold that spike strip out of the, uh, the sheriff's car or whatnot, and then you see the girl yeah. wanting to burn the place mm-hmm. down, and then she gets taken- by the sheriff, which is her adopted mother. And it's like, well, none of this is making sense. So obviously you can tell that they're in on it. Yeah, and then you get the flashback that she was the little girl that her parents get killed and she mm-hmm. survived. I'm like, oh, so the cop kidnapped her, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't clarify, but uh, these animatronics possessed by serial killers that used to own the place, uh, they need to feed. Yeah. They need to feed out humans for some reason. Probably because of serial killers. Yeah. Um, I guess really just to give a... Real quick summary of the film. I mean, when we look on IMDb? What? Summary of the film? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you can just... It's pretty easy. Nick Cage's character, the the janitor in the script, is uh, going through a town, runs over a uh, spike strip. Obviously, the town kind of sets the trap to lure people in. To feed the animatronics. Yeah. He gets picked up with a tow truck by a tow truck driver who says that he can fix the car, but... They don't have working ATMs, and he takes cash only. Obviously, Nick Cage has just a credit card, so he can't do it. They say, oh, are you willing to uh, work work to pay it off? And Nick agrees. So how do they pay it off? They have to go and clean Willy's Wonderland. And obviously, instead of cleaning, they're supposed to die. But that's when we learn, oh, Nick Cage is just a fucking badass. And <laughs> and the girl lives like, you don't understand. He's not trapped in here with them. They're trapped in here with him. Which <laughs> is a nod to Watchmen. Oh, really? Yeah. I was reading the thing where they like actually took that as from the line from the Watchmen with uh um Rorschach. That this yeah. this yeah, yeah, Rorschach, the scene in the prison when he's just like, you're, I'm locked in here with you. You're not locked in here with me or some shit like that. But yeah, they did it kind of as a nod to like that movie. I'll be damned. Well, so uh, what was your favorite animatronic? My favorite? Oh, man. And whatever you want to take into the consideration of what favorite means, whether it's what they said, how they acted, what they looked like, I don't care. I, I, I kind of agree like what you said. I like the ostrich a lot just because like the movement was super creepy. Yeah, it really was. I, I was sad to see that one as to go first because I told Cassandra, I'm like, that's the creepiest one to me. I don't like and, that. And um, that was actually the only one because, like, all the other animatronics had, like, people inside the suits playing them. That one was uh, controlled by two people. They had, like, oh. uh, it was kind of like more puppetry than anything, but it was controlled by two people. They had, like, the, they pretty much put on, like, the green body suits and controlled it. And then in post, they took them out. Oh, and uh, another thing I, 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 if I remember correctly, um, there really wasn't any, if at all, like CGI in this. Like anything that looked sort of CGI was just editing wise. Yeah. Like it wasn't actually, you know, yeah, like CG. There's some like elements that they used to enhance, like especially the very first scene, like when the uh, ostrich is like talking. Yeah. You could tell that they enhanced like CGI a little bit. And same with uh, when the janitor cuts off Nighty Night's head. And you have, like, the close-up of, like, the sword with, like, the oil. Yeah. If you look on that, you can see that like, the that oil CGI and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, it's not 
very noticeable. No, other than like minuscule stuff, it's literally just props and a bit of editing. And the main thing I think of editing wise is like uh, Siren and Sarah when they're in that little tree house of hers. Yeah, she keeps like like, disappearing real fast. Yeah, that's just editing and whatnot. I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty cool that they didn't use too much CGI for it. I mean, Um, the budget probably going to allow for it. I think it was like five million the budget. And then the th- yeah, it wasn't a very expensive film. At Granted, all. this came out early this year, so COVID was still rampant for the most part. But it only made like four hundred nineteen thousand in the box office or something. Well, it only had a very limited theater release yeah. anyway. And most films like this that get very limited releases, they don't make most of their money through box office. Most of their money gets made through like DVDs, f- and- physical releases, in like uh, fuck the merch. Yeah, the merch has to be merch, skyrocketing for this merch streaming services and stuff fuck like you that. You want a shirt? Yeah, you I do. own a shirt. I do. And I want to own a shirt too, but uh, big boy here, Mr. XL, uh, isn't going to pay over 30 bucks for that shirt. <laughs> but no, um, so talk about the production. They actually filmed this um, early 2020, and they wrapped, I was reading an interview with the director, they wrapped filming two weeks before the shit got shut down. Wow, good yeah. for them. Good for them. So, and they were talking about how like, um, when they were filming, like with Nick Cage's uh, schedule, they had like only so much time and like pretty much if they would have had any delays, this movie couldn't have gotten made. Oh, wow. So like they got insanely lucky. Well, I'm glad it's out there though. I am too. I'm very glad because like, I don't know what I would do without it. I mean, it's definitely one of those movies and like you can tell that it was kind of like a passion project for like the people behind it, which sometimes those end up being some of the better films out there, especially like indie films. So I, I like I said, I really enjoyed it. I mean, shit, I'm gonna be creating a cosplay for it. So, what's your cosplay? Is it gonna be the it's janitor? Basically, gonna be the janitor. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's gonna be like a very uh, horror con and dragon con kind of cosplay, just because dragon con everybody loves their obscure cosplays there, like just the movies that shouldn't be cosplayed from, but you find those people and they love it. So pretty much like I'm doing like the Willy's Wonderland shirt and I already have like the oil splattered all over it. I'm going to be making Nighty Night Sword and I'm going to be carrying around like a garbage bag. Oh, dude, that's fucking awesome. Are you going to trim a little bit? I might trim a little bit, but I'm probably just going to incorporate my own hair and everything. You got to get the the glasses. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah, Garbage bag or like the punch? I'm going to do different versions, but like I'm going to do the garbage bag for the cons and stuff. Oh, you should fill the garbage bag up with something and like some of those cans. If people want to look inside that garbage bag, just add like the the punch cans. Yeah, if I can find some, I, I that That'd would be, be cool. awesome. But yeah, I, I, my idea to like fill the bag up just to make it look like this stuff, I'm just gonna like blow balloons up and carry it around. That way, super nice and light. That's totally fair. So yeah, I'm excited. Let's talk a little bit about these uh, the other characters, the human characters, and yeah. how well they did throughout this. <laughs> they were, they're all just there to be fucking fodder. Yeah. Yeah, they were, except Liv. Yeah. (laughs) Which this is actually uh, the actress that played her. Oh, let me look it up really quick. Do it. um, Emily Tosta. This is actually her uh, first debut film. Like, she's done a couple of TV shows and stuff, but this is her first actual, like, feature-length film. Oh, well, good for her. Didn't you say this was, like, a a debut character? like, like, like a Vine star, his debut movie? I don't know if it's his debut movie, but I know he's in it. Uh, Christian Del Grosso. Grosso however you want to say it uh but yeah it, like there's been a couple people from vine that have started showing up in movies and stuff like that like i was telling you off um off recording uh king bach he was in the babysitter yeah uh, that came out a few years or like two years ago on like netflix or whatever so i mean it is kind of cool to see them kind of like branching out because i mean a lot of those 
vines and stuff like that had a bit of acting to them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of nice to see like familiar faces. I like how non-caring she is. The live when her other friends die, she's like, oh my God. And that's it. The only one she shows a little bit of sympathy for is they got the vine star that gets stabbed through the chest by nighty night because she's yeah. just like, oh, I'm sorry. And the rest of them, she's just like, eh, well, oh well. Yeah. And in the very end of the movie, since her adopted mother died and all of her friends died, uh, she just got into the car with Nicolas Cage and they just disappeared. Well, yeah, she's got a new dad. Daddy, maybe. Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really like the uh, the two long, drawn-out shots of Nicolas Cage and Liv. Like, the first one's when he showed up at the trailer park, and, like, the sheriff's got her adopted daughter, and she's like, she looks <clears throat> oh, at Nick, yeah. and Nick's looking at her, and it just slowly zooms in for, like, a fucking minute. <laughs> and then later, he kills, I think, Nighty Night, and it does the exact same thing. Yep. They're literally just looking at each other for a minute. So like, what is going on? One thing I love the so the scene where he's uh, like towards the end when he's like really getting into like playing the pinball game and he's doing the dance or whatever, which was improvised by what I hear. Yep, the entire thing. They said they just filmed him and just let him go because I don't know. I want to know what the fuck <laughs> this thing was. He was doing one his little, hand, his little hand thing. But yeah, <laughs> I just the fact that that's just Nick being Nick is that, amazing. That's another thing that. That theory I was talking about 10 minutes ago. It's like he loves the car and going ham on that. And then the drinks on it, the pinball machine, he cleans it up and he played it every fucking break he had. Um, I saw, I was listening to a podcast where we were talking about it. And they're like, if like the way that it's like he plays it, it seems like the more he into it, it gets, it seems like playing a video game and like killing a boss. Cause like every time he kills an animatronic during a break, it goes back to playing it. it and he's just getting more and more into it and like beating the high score. And he finally did beat the high score. Mm -hmm. And he was very proud of that. And I love that they actually made a uh, pinball machine for that. Um, yeah. Oh, man, that'd be great down here, wouldn't it be? Right. Um, I had a friend on Facebook that said uh, she one of her like friends actually made or like worked on the machine for that movie. Really? Yeah. So that's all, I thought that was really cool. I want to know if they like you utilized an old pinball machine or whatever. Yeah, I, would, just, like, I, would, I would assume refurbished one. Yeah, I wonder what machine they used. But yeah, like it's it, I don't know. Like it's just it's such a fun movie. It's goofy as fuck. It like even the director is like this isn't a movie to take seriously. Like he has a quote. Let me see if I can find that quote from the article I was reading earlier because he talks about how he's like this. Anybody that takes the movie seriously, don't. I mean, you yeah. should be able to tell within the first 10, 50 minutes to not take it seriously. Yeah, this is from this is a quote from the screenwriter Gio Parsons. He's like. This is a from the article that they did on uh, Entertainment Weekly. Okay, you can't take this. You can't take it seriously. Screenwriter Geo Parsons told us you have to be able to mock it and say this thing just attacked him and now he's cleaning a stove. What's going on? <laughs> and like that's the thing I love. I love that they don't take it seriously. Like it's definitely a film. Just as I've called films before, it's a fun popcorn movie. Yeah. I I would say that's the best way to describe it. Like anybody, that, like I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about this, and I forget which podcast it was, but God, this guy was being kind of a schnob, and I immediately was like, I would not get along with this guy because he's like, oh, this is the worst movie we've watched on this podcast. I'm like, shut up, you, you're taking it way too seriously. <laughs> Two other things about this movie I got to talk about. One, um, heads and shoulders, knees and toes, has more lyrics than I thought. Yeah, no idea about that. 
And the other thing is that there was a ball pit. And now I can't help but think every time I see a ball pit, every time I hear the word ball pit, I I just, I, I don't know. I shiver. It sounds so fucking gross to me. I mean, ball pits in general are pretty much germ pools. Yeah. And you say this was made... Uh, and finished up, you know, two weeks before COVID, I guarantee if you were able to like liquefy one of those balls and somehow inject it into us, that'd be the vaccine of all vaccines, dude. You'd be cured of every <laughs> fucking disease out there in the world. That ball pit's so fucking gross. And of course they all fell in that. I'm like, oh man, I just, I, ew, no, 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 no. Especially like a ball pit that had been sitting there just. Who, Since who, 1984. Yeah. And who knows how much blood, blood and has gotten into it. Yeah. Semen and shit. And I don't know about semen, but sure. Job. I guarantee fucking tea it. Can, I, can we also talk about how. And, like, I can appreciate that, the, you know, they didn't really show any nudity. Like, they even had a sex scene, but there's no nudity. But the fact that there's a line talking about, like, I want to see you in your birthday suit, and she's still dressed <laughs> when they're having sex. I'm like, that's not a birthday suit, but no, okay. No, it's not, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, what about the, <laughs> the the oh, God, the one kid that walked up the siren, Sarah, and I grabbed her boobs, <laughs> and she's like, want to fuck, fatty? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, I, I appreciate that there was really no nudity. In this movie, because I feel like that's a really just generic kind of catch-all sort of thing. Like, yeah, like oh, let's just throw it in there. You know, people always like it. You now, what's wrong with that? It's like, oh, look, boobs. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's, it always seems like when boobs show up in a movie, like obviously there's no, there's nothing wrong with boobs. Boobs makes boobs make oh, yeah, the trust bo- me. world go round. Bo- bo- yeah, I can't fucking say it. <laughs> He's thinking about it too much right now. <laughs> but like, I agree. It, I it, love boobs. It definitely seems like a lot of times they're just there and it doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm like, why, why is that? Why? No, but I mean, she was meant to play that type of character. Oh yeah. I mean, when she shows up and like, when they're looking for like the, uh, the handcuff, key or whatever and she just shows up and just like bobby pins it i'm just like yeah this chick knows what's up yeah i i like when she was going up the ladder <laughs> and her boyfriend's like whoa goddamn baby what the fuck you got oh no one look no one look yeah everybody look away <laughs> oh god no see from pretty much beginning to end this movie's you're your own laugh track oh yeah basically watching it, it. It's, it's so it's, fun it's like it it has that kind of like dry humor similar to like Shaun of the Dead style. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, if you don't laugh during this movie, then you're a poor soul, man. You are not enjoying it at all. You right. are not taking this movie for what it's meant. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you go into this movie thinking it's going to be a serious movie, you're going to have a bad time. You think it'd be as bad of a time as Nicolas Cage in the movie? Fighting all those animatronics? I, he seemed to like enjoy it. They didn't seem like much of a threat. Only Willie the Weasel seemed like a threat. Yeah. actually got him. Well, I mean, Gus... The gorilla got him at one point, but yeah, and I mean, I mean, God, his face when the fucking ostrich attacks him and finally cuts him, and he just gets that grin on his face, just like oh, breaks that broomstick. He's like, all, all right, fine, bitch. Yeah, and I also love like big flightless bird. Why <laughs> watching the behind the scenes, and it, I'm sure it made it a lot easier too, especially being like actual anima, like actual costumes that he was fighting, being big suits and being made out of foam. Like, when he's fighting Gus the Gorilla, like, even in the behind the scenes, like, he's actually punching, like, the head and all that. So, it probably made it so much easier so Mm -hmm. he didn't have to, like, fake punch it or anything. So, he gets to actually just beat the shit out of it. I did like how kind of organic the machines were. Yeah. And I've I've seen it throughout movies before, you know, when a machine dies and it's got, like, it's black oil kind Mm -hmm. of liquid, like, it's blood, basically. I've seen it before, but I I like that because I like the organic feel of it. And I love that each kill was different. Yeah. Like, the alligator, how he like snaps the jaw and then rips out the. Which I, that's another thing I 
another thing I feel like I could have saw coming from a mile away because it's just like, how else will you kill that? It's like yeah. you see that long jaw. It's like you know what I would do if I was fighting that thing. And oh, yeah, it's such a, it's, it's such a good like. I don't know if it was supposed to be a nod, but I mean, anytime I see that now, I think of like the Peter Jackson King Kong, the T Rex. Yeah, yeah, he fucking does it. Oh god. But you got. The, I mean, the chameleon one was the lamest one. I think how he just roped it. Yeah, and he just like left and right, left and right, left and right into arcade cabinets. I th- that I think. one, that yeah. one is definitely the like one of the weaker ones. And then fucking Siren Sarah, where you technically didn't kill her, you failed Nick Cage. But I was just sitting there with the fucking crushing her with this thighs of steel. Apparently, it's okay. You got seven out of eight. That's that's good. It's good right. odds. Um, I like how after he killed Kimmy Chameleon, he just walked back down the hallway, and Siren Sarah and uh, Tito the turtle or Spanish duck, I like to call him, <laughs> were in the hallway, and he just fucking punches him. He he's like not even stopping. He just keeps walking. He's just like bam bam, and they're like oh god. He's just like whatever. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I, I will say, as far as like any other introductions. Gus the gorilla, when he just fucking like they're playing like hide and seek in the uh the bathroom. Where does he come from? I think he's supposed to come from like one of the ceiling tiles. I assume, but man, it did not look like that. Gorilla greetings. <laughs> <laughs> not that big motherfucker. Ain't no way he would hide up there. I think there was another like one of those just kind of to mock it. Like what the fuck? Where? where how did this happen? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But can we just say as a janitor? While fighting all these things, he did a damn good job cleaning that place up. Oh, yeah. Well, Tex McAdoo came in there, and he looked, and he saw the place was clean, and he's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Right? <laughs> he's like, I'll be damned. Yeah. Overall, I really enjoyed it. I really did, too. I mean, if you want to look at it as a serious movie, you know, try and look into the backstory and the dialogue and take all that into account- accountability and whatnot, uh, yeah, obviously, it's a poor movie. Maybe two or three out of ten or yeah. Four, whatever. But if you want to take it as your B movie, like you said, killer cl- clowns from outer space, and uh, like if, just just appreciate the movie for what it is. Yeah, you get you get all of your real goofy fucking friends together. You sit down, you get high, whatever. You put, turn this movie on and watch it, like you say, a popcorn movie. Get some popcorn. What? Yeah. There's no doubt in my my mind. You guys would find this enjoyable. Oh, it's, it's just such a fun, just splatty fest. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would say it's like a modern day killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, type absolutely. of movie. Yeah, of course. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. Well, I mean, I told you about this a while ago. I was like, man, I would. I think this would be a great movie for this podcast, yeah. and I'm glad we finally got around to it. I am too, because like I said, like I picked up the DVD, the Blu-ray when it first like released, and then I just hadn't had time to sit down and actually watch it. God, I'm so glad I did. But uh, but yeah, like, the last few weeks. I've been kind of watching a bunch of different movies that Ooh. I eventually want to maybe do uh, just more discussion episodes on. But just off the bat, before we close it off, I'll just say um, just some list a couple movie recommendations. Um, I, f- I finally watched Psycho Goyman. Oh, did you? So fucking funny. Is it? It's so good. It's a short film too. Like, is it? No, it, it's a feature. Yeah, it's, it's a full, full film. Yeah. Okay. It, what it, am I thinking of? Was what am I thinking of was the the short film for that? I thought there was something else. I'm not sure. But yeah, Psycho Gorman's really good. Um, I don't know if it's streaming anyway. I have the Blu-ray. I bought it online. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's goof. It's goofy in the same realm. And it is funny because like, they have like a bunch of different aliens that show up. And some of them totally look like they could have just popped out of like old uh, Power Ranger shows. Cause oh, my God. Goofy they look. Oh, my God. But it's so funny. Um. That movie was really good. Um, I watched the movie on 
Netflix called The Wind. I've heard of that. Which I, I love Western films and I love horror films. And this is like a great blend of both. And it definitely took a twist that I had no idea. I, I didn't see coming because mm. like I, I went into this that movie only reading like the little synopsis that Netflix gives you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this looks interesting. Fuck it. I'll check it out. And I really enjoyed it. It took a, took a path I didn't expect. I like the idea of I Western horror. Well. Oh, God, yeah. There's so many avenues that you could take. Like, there's a werewolf film that's being filmed that's, like, a werewolf western that, like, I'm following online that I don't know. I Like, they haven't updated in a while, but, like, God, I hope that actually finally gets made because a werewolf western sounds amazing. Doesn't it, though? Yeah. Hell, honestly, I didn't even find um, uh, Cowboys and Aliens with Daniel Craig that bad. If you I, were I haven't that. seen that one. That's, I thought that, that was say, that's a movie plainly I enjoyable. Seen. Um, but yeah, if you, I mean, talking about werewolf, uh, werewolf, uh, Western horrors, I mean, uh, movies like, uh, Bone Tomahawk, that was a really, really good one. I haven't seen that. Um, I think there was one called The Burrowers. Yeah. The Burrowers. Yeah. Bur- yeah, Burrowers. 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 Yeah. Would, I haven't seen that one in so long, but I remember seeing that one. I can't remember if I liked it or not. I feel like I did, but I can't remember. I feel like I did too, but I feel like I was also like 10 at the time. So <laughs> yeah. There's nothing I wouldn't like. But yeah, so that's kind of like our little discussion on Willy's Wonderland. Um, I, I feel like I like these like little roundtable discussions on just new movies we get to watch that don't have like a ton of behind the scenes to talk about. Like, yeah. Like make full episodes out of like we are no more episodes. Yeah, it's um, kind of like a free for all sort of deal. Yeah, and it kind of fills in our our little since we try to do like our main episodes bi weekly now. Uh, I feel like they fill in that middle week really mm-hmm. well. So obviously, if you guys have listened to our Mad Max episode, at the end of that we talk about our next series being Evil Dead. So this is falling in between. Um, yeah, so you have Evil Dead coming out next week. Then you got. Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, and then I I still haven't got, like looked online or like any different resources to see how much information I can find of like the Evil Dead reboot that came out a few years back. I don't know if it's gonna be a like full fledged deep dive episode or if it's gonna be kind of a discussion episode, but that'll be also included, and we'll talk about all the things that are coming up for the Evil Dead franchise, like the. New game that's coming out soon, and oh, yeah. the talk of the new movie coming out. So I'm excited to get into the Evil Dead series. I cannot wait. It's gonna be so fun. If I watch any new movies on our next episode, I'll let you know. I'm gonna try to get like start watching more movies, and maybe like at the end of each episode, maybe try to drop at least like one or two movie recommendations out there because I love watching random movies on like any of the subscription services I have. Because, I mean, sometimes you can find some really good ones like that. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, we'll go from there. But, uh, yeah, for that, uh, this, you're listening to the Dissector's Cut. Follow us on all the different social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. If you want to email us anything yeah. special, the Dissector's Cut podcast at gmail.com. If you, if you think there's a movie that we should watch, let us know. Or, yeah, fuck it. Just... Talk with us. Talk movies with us. Yeah. If you're like uncle is Nicolas Cage, let us know. Yeah. We'd be cool to talk to him. Yeah. If he came on the show, that'd be, I, I guess that'd be cool. Uh, yeah. It'd be kind of cool. Or if we could get one of the animatronics. Yeah. Which one in particular? Oh, you know what? Let's get Gus Gorilla. I feel like he'd be fun to talk to. I, th- I think so, too. I think he'd give our show a nice Gorilla greeting. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like Nighty Night might be the most tamed. 
He doesn't talk at all. No. And he actually killed somebody. No, I think I'm wrong. I'm totally wrong. Don't listen to me. <laughs> My bad. I, was, I like his name, Nighty Night. You're right, though. Yeah. It's I, I also a, think of it like a, lul, like a lullaby sort of deal with kids, like Nighty Night. Oh, yeah. And then deal. he kills you. Then he just, yeah, yeah. And then you go for the forever sleep. And then, yeah. yeah he doesn't even wait till the super happy fun room where they say, clap your hands like there's no tomorrow because there's literally not going to be a tomorrow because he's going to kill you. Nope. Willie's Wonderland. <laughs> it's your birthday. birthday. <laughs> and we want you to have fun. It's your birthday. Well, as Matt so sings. Party, everyone. Oh. It's your well, I'm Josh. I'm scared. <laughs> and I am Maddie the Mongus. And uh, this has been the Dissectors Cut. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Maddie the Mongus. <laughs> <laughs> you know how hard it was to think of an animal with an M? Oh, I could have said the muscle. <laughs> Josh, Josh, do the jaguar. Yeah. <laughs>